Welcome to Photo Taco, the only show with photography tips you can learn in the time it takes to eat a taco. Or perhaps a burrito. Photo Taco! Hey everybody, welcome into another episode of Photo Taco on the Improved Photography Network. I'm your host, Jeff Harmon. Thanks for spending a few minutes of your day with me. In this episode, I'm going to go through the most recent of the updates available in macOS, Windows, Lightroom, Photoshop, and even Luminar. And I'm going to give you the current status as I see it. I've had a lot of listeners ask me in all the ways you can think of, all the ways to contact the show, if these updates get the Photo Taco seal of approval. So I thought I'd go through them in this episode just to make sure you all hear it. I've answered kind of questions one at a time, and I've had enough of them. I've decided I better do an episode where I kind of give a global state of the updates kind of thing. Kind of like the state of the union, but state of the updates. I don't know if that's working, but anyway, we'll see how how you like this episode. And if you do, be sure to let me know so that I will consider adding this kind of as a more frequent thing. I like, I'm thinking about doing it a couple of times a year, just so there's a place where people can go to, to get the current status update. Also thinking maybe I need a page on improvephotography.com to have kind of this, the current status, current, current status, easy for me to say, the current status of all these updates as I go through them so that you can kind of see at a, in a moment's notice what it is. All right, before getting to that, I do want to do a very quick follow-up to the previous episode on memory cards. There's a couple of things Jeff Steinward and I did not go through. Jeff was so great to go join me, and I think the listeners really got a lot out of that episode. If you haven't listened to it yet, we walked through a lot of things regarding memory cards to keep you uh, to get you informed about memory cards and what to look for, particularly how you can make sure that they're fast. All right, so the first thing we didn't really spend a lot of time on was card readers. We talked about them briefly, saying they have to having a fast card reader can really leverage the full speed of the memory card and make copying the images from your card to the computer go as fast as possible. We talked about that being much faster than connecting a cable to your camera, for example, and that the card's going to work. That That's a reason to get one of these newer cards that are faster. Even though your camera card slot can't use the speed, you'll be able to leverage the speed at that point. What we didn't talk about, and shortly after this last episode, a listener contacted me about was how important it is to get a good reader. Not only does investing in a good reader help you make sure you get the most speed out of your cards as you copy them to your computer, a cheap reader, one that's very inexpensive, maybe even came with your camera as kind of a kit, they you have run an increased risk of corrupting the card. And that's exactly what happened to my friend JP Howard. Now shout out to Joy there. She was using a really cheap card reader might have been one of those that came with her camera, like I said. And after doing a mini session shoot all day long, where she had lots of customers coming and taking photos and portraits, she became really concerned when after putting the card in the card reader attached to her computer, the computer told her that that card she just barely took out of her camera was unreadable and needed to be formatted. Even worse, she put it back in her camera and the camera also said it was unreadable and she started to worry really bad. And I can imagine the fear that you'd have after doing all that work to potentially have it be gone because you used a really cheap card reader and it damaged the cards or kind of corrupted the file system there on the card. 
that's really a scary position to be in. So she figured it had to be the card reader because of that. We kind of worked through and, and figured out it's probably the card reader and she threw the card reader away. She's no longer going to use that. And through the Facebook group, which uh, she got some really good advice. And um, so if you didn't follow that conversation or you haven't yet joined the Facebook group, which you can do by going to facebook.com slash group slash photo taco, our community offered a bunch of suggestions. Uh, several of them were different types of software you can use to try to get back your photos in a situation like that. All right. So there's, and we're going to talk about that in just a second, but there's lots of good card readers out there. And I wanted to give a recommendation on the one that I currently think is the most bang for your buck based on the performance data from Jeff's excellent camera memory website. And remember, if you haven't listened to that episode, Memory Cards Explained is what it's called. You can just do a search in Google, photo space, taco space, Memory Cards Explained, and you'll, you'll find that episode. We talk about a whole lot of things that are important to understand about memory cards, CF and SD cards and readers and performance, and you're, you really got to go check out that episode. But the Kingston Digital USB 3.0 High Speed Media Reader is the one that I recommend as kind of the best bang for the buck performance to quality sort of reader that that I could see. Uh, Jeff's website data about memory card readers was instrumental in my kind of narrowing that choice down. Um, the model number is FCR-HS4, FCR-HS4. And that's important, the HS4, because there's an HS3 that's not quite as fast, especially with older style SD cards. So you want the HS4 version. And I'll put a link to it in the show notes. And if you click on that link in the show notes, you'll be helping the Improve Photography Podcast Network. Uh, you'll, you don't pay anything extra, but Amazon throws a little bit of money our way to, uh, to as a thank you for linking. Uh, this is a Kingston reader, and it's not the very fast reader that Jeff Steinward tested. There were some specialty readers that only read one type of card. And they tested as being as much as 15% faster for SD cards in particular. But this one, this model that I'm recommending, it reads a wide variety of cards, not just one. And it's still very, very fast. If you filled up a full 128 gig memory card and were transferring it, you'd probably see a few minutes difference in the time. So while you're waiting quite a while, to, that's a lot of data to be dumping onto your computer. It's going to mean, yeah, 15% faster, which is time, but it's going to amount to only a few minutes. And to be able to read all of those different types of cards with the same reader is of really big value. And I'm very convinced of the quality of Kingston over time. I've used Kingston readers for a long time now, not just this model. I've, I've owned several different versions over the years, and they're, they're very high quality readers. So it's $18, not a huge investment, and that's the reader I recommend. That's the Kingston FCR-HS4. All right, second thing Jeff and I did not speak about in that previous episode was specifically recovery software. And it's something I did think of as I was pre prepping for the podcast and just never noted it down or thought to, to go through it. So if you have a problem, like putting it in a cheap card reader, making it so that your computer and your camera can't read the card anymore, or a lot of people, I, I heard from a listener shortly after the episode two, they formatted the card on accident. If you do that, uh, as long as you don't do a low level format and you don't put the card in your camera and take more photos, 
Um, if you use the card after you formatted it, it's going to be a lot tougher to get all of your photos back. You probably can get some, but maybe not all. And if you low level format, that's also likely going to make it impossible to use this recovery software to get your photos back. Now I'm going to go into detail about low level formatting because that's not what this episode is about today. But just so that you know and you have a kind of a basic idea, there's lots of software out there to help you recover photos in either of those two scenarios where you, your card maybe corrupted a little bit of the card or your card reader did, or you formatted it. As long as you don't write to the card or do anything else with it, you can go get some software uh, to recover. And most of the manufacturers of memory cards also have recovery software. So you can go check that like Lexar, SanDisk, Although SanDisk has actually kind of uh, gotten out of producing that software and they have left that over to a different company um, that's called LC Technology. And uh, so don't be alarmed if in looking for the SanDisk recovery software, you're going to a third party software maker called LC Technology. That is a legitimate thing. SanDisk uh, sold their recovery software business over to that company. And now that is where they are pushing people to go and find recovery software. Uh, Lexar has their own. It's called Lexar Image Rescue. It's about 35 bucks if you want to go and buy it from Lexar or uh, included in the packaging of a Lexar memory card, CF or SD. If you buy the Pro line, which I do recommend in order to get the warranty and uh, a little better assurance that you're going to get a quality uh, memory card, then you want to look in the packaging because they hide on the inside of the packaging a free license to their rescue software, their image, their recovery software. SanDisk does that as well. I just barely got one. Although SanDisk, it's only free for this subscribed version for a year. So SanDisk, has, uh, the, the new company, LC Technology, has moved to a subscription model for their recovery software. And it's about $40 for a year of being able to use it. Lexar's, I believe, is still um, just permanent, uh, perpetual license, $35. And I know JP downloaded that software. She bought that from Lexar and was able to recover all of her photos after that terrible incident with the cheap memory card reader. Also, listener Brian Lovering, he made me aware of some free software that looks like may be able to do the job as well, but I haven't personally tried it, so I can't give it the official photo taco seal of approval. Use it at your own risk. I have never used the software. It just looks... Like it could be pretty compelling and might be something worth trying. It's called Zero Assumption Recovery. It's Windows only and it claims to try much harder to recover your photos than other options. So they, they think that they do a better job of this and try harder to get your photos back than either Lexar or SanDisk. So might be something where if you do have access to the Lexar or SanDisk uh, recovery software, you can go give that a try, especially with those free licenses you get inside the packaging on Pro versions of those cards um, but if it doesn't work you can try zero assumption recovery also it's free for use with a memory card it does it costs something if you want to use it on like ssd or spinning magnetic drives to try to recover your photos if you have drive failures but it's free if you use it on a memory card so you can check that out i'll put a link in the show notes it's um, zero assumption recovery all right, I've say, I have this state of the update progress to talk about with Mac OS Sierra, Windows 10 Creators Update, Lightroom CC 2015.9 slash 6.9, Photoshop 2017.1, and Luminar 114, but 
I got to take a moment here to thank a sponsor of the episode of Improve Photography Plus. A subscription to ImprovePhotographyPlus.com gives you unlimited access to everything Improve Photography has ever created, including video training, Lightroom presets, and access to many of the hosts on the Improve Photography Podcast Network. We hang out there in the community inside ImprovePhotographyPlus.com quite a bit. It's only $19.95 a month to subscribe, and you can start your free trial a day by heading over to ImprovePhotographyPlus.com. I want to thank Jim and Improve Photography Plus for making this episode possible. All right, I know we're already many minutes into the podcast, and I have yet to actually talk about the main topic for this episode, and that's something I hear a lot about when the episode works out this way, but I got to do one more thing before we get to those updates, and that's remind everyone that if your business can't afford any disruptions or minor hiccups, then I highly recommend you wait to apply any of these updates until me and all the other crazy people who like to live on the edge have had a chance to check it out. I use both Mac OS and Windows to do photo editing on a very regular basis, and I'll be checking things out personally. I will also watch the technical online forums on a regular basis to make sure you listeners are aware of issues that inevitably come up as software is updated. Updates are certainly trying to make things better for us with new functionality and bug fixes, but they all too often cause problems, and it's better just to wait a few weeks to let others try it out before you do if you can't afford to have any problems. And I think most of you probably cannot. So with that, let's talk about the updates that are available. So Matt, we're gonna start with Mac OS Sierra. It was released a little over six months ago as I record this episode here in early April 2017. It was released back in September 2016, and Apple's released four minor updates to Sierra since then. The most recent version, as I record this episode, is 10.12.4. And um, this version of the OS has the all clear status from PhotoTaco. I give it the PhotoTaco seal of approval, all clear. I've already mentioned it got all clear several months ago, Sierra did overall, but in case you missed that in the Facebook groups or in the Improved Photography podcast, then you're hearing it now. Overall, Sierra has been an update that's not caused a lot in the way of major problems for most people. Biggest issues people had uh, were in Lightroom. Lightroom had some tethering problems that was updated um, in a release of Lightroom 6.7 about a month after Sierra that resolved most of that. Uh, we also have had some challenges with thumbnail film strip display where photos were kind of shown too large and it covered up parts of the user interface. Those were addressed in Lightroom 6.8. And Sierra itself has gone pretty well, but don't take that to mean anything with major macOS updates in the future are going to go the same way. Remember our advice, delay applying those updates until we've had a chance to take a look. So macOS Sierra, even the most recent .4 release that was released in March 2017, Seal of approval, all clear. All right, going over to the other side of things, Windows 10 Creators Update. Well, it's been made available for tech enthusiasts like me who want to go actively out and get the update on April 5th, 2017. Microsoft will begin rolling out this update to all Windows 10 installations through Windows Update starting April 11th, 2017. Microsoft says it's going to start with the PC configurations that have the mo they have the most confidence can be upgraded without issue, and then they're slowly gonna expand and roll that over the, the next few months. The updates coming in this relief do not, they don't include anything I find particularly compelling for photographers. So I'm not gonna go into any of the feature functionality stuff that's coming in the update. 
It is important to note though that if you're running Windows 10 Home, you won't have a choice in the matter and you will be updated at some point over the next few months. There is sort of a workaround using the, this metering thing on a Wi-Fi connection that you can kind of delay the update a little bit, but you also delay all your security updates. And there are some third-party tools that you can install on your computer that allows you to kind of override what Microsoft's doing with Windows updates. And, and you can choose yourself what updates are going to be applied to your computer when you're ready for them to be applied. I don't have personal experience with that software, so I can't give my own Photo Taco seal of approval on that yet. Others are saying that they, they like that. We've had some discussion in our Facebook group about it. So use it at your own risk. I don't. I can't speak to it to, to know how well or uh, what I think about it yet. I intend to check out the software. But as I mentioned already, I strongly recommend that you wait till the update until I can give the all clear if you can. If you're running Windows 10 Home, you may not have a whole lot of choice in the matter. And uh, so we'll see how that goes. But I wouldn't actively go out and seek it. You can go and get the download and update it today if you want to. I recommend you do not do that yet and uh, and kind of wait until Microsoft forces it on you. Even then, I think you are going to have some limited options to put it off for at least a little bit. And uh, we'll see how that goes. I've um, Being one of those tech enthusiasts, in addition to a hobbyist photographer, I've already applied that update to my own Windows computer that I use, prim my primary computer for doing Windows editing or photo editing. The update was pretty painless for me. It took about 20 minutes three reboots to apply, things came up fine, and my initial testing of both Photoshop and Lightroom went really well. Everything looked and acted just like it did before the update. However, about two days after applying the update, I got an update from NVIDIA for my graphics driver, and when I next launched Photoshop, I got an error message about the graphics acceleration that Photoshop was gonna have to turn it off. Now, in preferences, I no longer have the option to use the graphics processor, and it's just grayed out. I can't turn it on or off. I can't tell it to go try again yet. It's just grayed out, and I have no option to try to re-enable it. I don't know yet if this experience is a result of the new NVIDIA drivers, and combined with the Windows 10 Creators update that I've applied to my Windows, or if it's just the driver update and that would have happened with the anniversary update of Windows 10 that I was running prior to that update, but the bottom line is, it's a good illustration of why I recommend you don't go and install these updates when they are first available. We have, I'm experiencing a bit of a bump. Now Photoshop is functional, Photoshop can still work, it just won't take advantage of the graphics processor now that's inside my NVIDIA graphics card. And that's, uh, that's gonna be a challenge. It's gonna make it so that things are gonna slow down inside of Photoshop. And so if you can wait, then you should wait. And uh, we'll see how it works out. I'm sure I'm going to be able to get it fixed pretty soon. But for now, I cannot use graphics processor. Now, that said, I was running Windows 10 Anniversary Update with no problems uh, for quite a while ago. So the Windows 10 Anniversary Update has the Photo Taco seal of approval. It has the all clear status. But certainly the Creators Update is far too new. And I absolutely recommend you stay away from it if you can for until we get the all clear, until I'm able to go and do that. All right, unlike updates to Mac OS or Windows that we just talked about, with their minor updates where I haven't regularly seen negative impacts. So we talked about the major updates, Sierra, Creators Update for Windows. Those are major updates. 
but Apple and Microsoft both release minor updates very frequently. You have the 10.12.4 release from Apple. It was just published a couple of weeks ago, and I think it's got an all-clear status. I don't see any issues. And Windows, you have monthly releases. They almost, well, most of the time, don't seem to negatively impact things uh, regularly. There's certainly potential. It's still software updates. There's still things can go wrong. But overall, you're fairly safe in applying those monthly updates and those dot updates from Apple. But it's the major updates that I say you need to hold off on, like creator's update is for Windows. It's a major update and you should hold off on that. Not the same situation with Photoshop and Lightroom, unfortunately. So photo, Adobe releases dot releases of both Photoshop and Lightroom, as well as major updates. Um, and Adobe released Lightroom CC 2015.9 slash 6.9 in early March 2017. Really no new features included in that update, that minor update. It adds camera and lens support and fixes a few bugs that have been reported by users including a memory leak problem that was identified in the, the dot release before that, 2015.8 slash 6.8 of Lightroom. And you can check out the link in the show notes if you want to see kind of the details about that. I've been running this dot nine minor update release since it was released about a month ago, and I've had no problems personally. The Adobe forums have also not seen a ton in the way of trouble reported. Although I have heard from some listeners and I've seen some posts in the forums of some minor UI related problems that were all resolved by doing a preferences reset, which is kind of annoying to go through, but it's not that big a deal to go and do a preferences reset. And all of those who had kind of some off and strange issues happen when they did a preferences reset, everything was good. So in general, it's worked out very well. I've had enough time with it that I feel comfortable giving it the photo taco seal of approval and giving it the all clear status. So that's the Lightroom 2015.9 slash 6.9 version update. All right, Photoshop uh, 2017, it was released in November 2016. Kind of interesting how that's working. Photoshop got the 2017 designation in 2016 and Lightroom still stuck on a 2015 designation for Creative Cloud. It's uh, They're trying to confuse us, I think. Okay, so anyway, the functional updates um, that were introduced there, it was really mostly around better integration with their new Adobe Stock Photo service and options for you to work with stock photos. They also had some updates that allow you to use like the Polygon Lasso in the Selected Mask workspace, ability to use open type SVG fonts, which it wasn't a big deal to me, and also not a big deal at all to me, the touch bar support available. That's the touch bar for the 2016 MacBook Pro, which I do not have and I don't intend to buy. Uh, that touch bar doesn't seem to me to be a, a big deal. But those were the, the major features in the 2017 release in November 2016, but it was a full major update at that point of Photoshop. And they've released a minor update, 2017.1, about a week ago as I record this podcast here in early April 2017 that mostly resolves bugs reported by customers. Not a lot of them, there's just a few, a handful of them. I'm not gonna go through them here because there's uh, there's not a lot I see as that I was personally struggling with or even that I've seen a lot of people struggling with in the forums. So not sure how Adobe has decided which of the bugs to try to address and fix, 
They've got a few. I don't think any of them were that big a deal. You can catch the link in the show notes if you want to go see if there's a particular bug that you are facing in Photoshop 2017 that has now been addressed by 2017.1. Other than the graphics processor problem that I'm having, which I think is due to an NVIDIA graphics driver and has nothing to do either with Windows 10 creators update or this 2017.1 patch, but nevertheless, that is an issue I am having currently. And the update's just too new. It's only been a week. It's still too new, so I can't give you the, the seal of approval, the Photo Taco seal of approval on the 2017.1 update yet. I'm going to have to watch for that, see, see if I can provide that later. But the 2017 version that predates that dot release definitely has the seal of approval. I've been using it for quite a while, since November 2016 when it was released, and had really almost no issues inside of Photoshop, which, and, and in general, Photoshop um, seems to be, seems to suffer far less from big issues than updates to Lightroom, which I've seen a lot more challenges come from even minor updates to Lightroom. All right, for any of you who may be using Luminar, that's the software from MacFun, it also has had a release update of 114 here in early April 2017. They promise UI and UX improvements, fixed undo while masking, clone and stamp improvements, improved noise reduction, higher speed for transform mode and mask drawing, and support for Wacom and other tablets when doing clone and stamping, which I didn't even notice that. I would have thought I would have run into that, but I guess I didn't try that out. (laughs) And they've fixed it now. I just applied the update today while I write this script for the podcast, so I can't report yet on how the changes have gone. But I do have to say the update experience itself is really nice and painless for Luminar. So it's really kind of cool how that works. So far, I haven't seen an update take a step backwards for Luminar either, which is really nice. The download is really small. It takes less than like five minutes to apply it. It's an advantage MacFun has with this Luminar software right now where there isn't a lot of legacy functionality and code that has to be supported. So the softwares can be small, software downloads can be smaller, far more lean and mean. I'm so glad to see these improvements coming as fast as they are, and I'm really hoping MacFun can keep it going. Keep Adobe's feet to the fire, challenge them. Competition is nothing but good for us as customers, so I'm cheering for MacFun. Go MacFun, let's make this awesome. If you haven't heard of Luminar before, you can do a Google search for a photo taco episode. So search photo space taco space Luminar, and you can get to the episode where I make a, a new number of observations about the software, kind of comparing it to my experience of using it in parallel with Lightroom and Photoshop for several weeks, editing hundreds of photos in both just so I could get a really good hands-on comparison. And if you're interested in buying Luminar, you can get $10 off. It's only it's regularly $69, very low price to get the software. And you get $10 off, making it just $59 by using coupon code PHOTOTACO. So all one word, all caps, PHOTOTACO at checkout. And you'll support, you'll, you'll save 10 bucks and you'll support me in the PHOTOTACO podcast. Okay, the last one I want to go through is one, unfortunately, I just can't speak to a lot yet. That's on one photo 2017. It's a fairly new competitor in the photo post-processing space, and they released their first major update to their product in February 2017. It's been a little while, it, uh, so they went to 2017 
New in the release is support for some Fuji RAW formats, improved handling of Fuji X-Trans RAW files, improved highlight recovery, support for new cameras and lenses, and bug fixes. Now I'm in the process of evaluating on one photo just like I did the Luminar product from MacFun, but I'm not ready to go through it yet. Look for a future, future Photo Taco podcast where I will make observations about how it compares with Lightroom and Photoshop towards the end of the summer 2017. I did apply the update to On One Photo. Everything seems fine, but I just don't have enough experience with the software where I feel like I can speak to how well or how what the impact is, if it's good, bad, or not not any uh, a big deal when I applied the updates to On One Photo. So um, just be aware there is one. I hope to get a lot more hands-on experience where I can speak to how the update process has been. All right, so just kind of to quickly recap, Mac OS Sierra, even the .4 latest update patch from Apple is all clear. Windows 10 creators update, way too new. Definitely not an all clear yet there. Potential issue with NVIDIA graphics cards and uh, Photoshop, well, I'd, we'll see how that goes. Uh, the anniversary update that predates it has the all clear, so if you haven't applied, anniversary update yet to your Windows 10, then you should go and do that. And then we have Lightroom. The latest .9 release of Lightroom is all clear. That seems to be going just fine. And Photoshop, the 2017 release, all clear. 2017.1, too new, can't say, but I expect it to be all clear. I don't know. We'll have to see how that goes with combination of creators update and NVIDIA graphics updates and see if that's a problem in 2017.1 and graphics processors. All right. That is it for this episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. I hope it was helpful. As a quick reminder, you can suggest topics for the show. You can go to facebook.com slash group slash photo taco. Join our Facebook group. We have lots of lively discussions there constantly. All, very little of that ends up in the podcast. So if you have a problem or a challenge, go go stick it over there in the uh, Photo Taco Facebook listener group, and you're likely, very likely, to get help from a lot of very good people, knowledgeable people, people who are willing to help and are, are we're nice. It's a very good community, uplifting, helpful, not tearing people down. Um, it, it's it's really a, a fantastic place to be in Facebook. Also, Instagram, you can message at Photo Taco Podcast. You can tag your photos at Photo Taco Podcast so that I see them. And i uh, love to have you do that. Or through the email address, phototacopodcast at gmail.com. No que questions are too basic or too complicated for the show. If I don't know the answer to the question, I'll see about bringing on an expert guest or I will research it like crazy. Don't forget to check out the other podcasts on the Improved Photography Network. We have Portrait Session, Tripod, Latitude, and of course, Improved Photography. Take some time to head over to the mothership that makes all of this possible. None of these podcasts would exist without the support of improvephotography.com. It's a fantastic free resource. If you are not using it, you are missing out on a great opportunity to learn a lot. We have some wonderful writers that are really putting out some quality content there. Reviews on and, and news, gear, and other photo tip articles. It is the best way to improve your photo photography. Taco. Views expressed on this program by independent host guests and callers do not necessarily reflect their views of improved photography LLC or its advertisers. Some links mentioned on this program are affiliate links where a commission is earned. Olay!